Well, Father, tonight, thank you for the blessing of your wonderful, wonderful presence with us. Thank you that you are speaking to us. And Lord, we just want to open our hearts again to uh, embrace what you've got for us in this place tonight. So as, as Adrian comes to share uh, what you've prepared in his hearts, may our hearts be open to receive all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's good to see you this evening. We're going to look uh, just for a few moments. I'm going to, I want to conclude. Um, we've been looking at a very short series, just while I was speaking, in the uh, beginning of January and then this, this last month, about the heart. And uh, so I want to just take a different slant just for a few moments tonight about guarding a heart. And, and it's in Proverbs um, chapter 4. Verse 23. Uh, so while we turn to Proverbs 4, just let me just, um, just sort of re- recap just for a moment or two, if I may. And um, so, beginning of the month, uh, I, it mainly, these are mainly in the mornings, uh, and you'll be able to get them on our, as Andrew said, on our website, our podcast. Um, we've looked at the uh, realigning our hearts. And at the beginning of the new year, uh, we talked, I think Andrew and I were talking about not making maybe resolutions, but re- my resolution is to follow Jesus, so I'm going to realign my heart with him. So that was something that we looked at, having a heart for God. Um, and then uh, a couple of weeks after that, I, I looked at this idea of uh, how to deal with your broken heart. I know in life, things can go wrong. As Jordan was just you know, leading and gave a word, you know, we can break. And what do we do when, when, when it's, we feel like we're at breaking point? And we looked at that. That's on our, our, our um, you can listen to that online. A couple of weeks after that, uh, at our annual fellowship meeting, and then also on a Sunday morning, so apologies for those that heard it twice, we looked at a heart for the house. And what we are the house of God, people, the people of God. What does it mean to have a heart? And so many Christians today knock the local church. They even knock their own church. And there's always going to be something that's wrong in church life because we're human. But it's about God prizes the church. And what does it mean? So we looked at heart for the house. Um, this morning, I, I shared a theme of the danger of a hardened heart and how we can overcome when our hearts can become a bit hardened and we don't hear and receive what God has to say to us and uh, looking at some of those experiences. And the bit about aid and aging, when I, when I use selective hearing, just so you can understand, because uh, of what Andrew was on about, when I use my selective hearing, I know when Helen's telling me off because she says, Adrian. Normally in life, it's aid or aid, you know, and so I know I'm in troubles. When, and then I wake up and, 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 and listen to her. So sometimes in God, we, our hearts can get so we're not listening and receiving what God has to say. A hardened heart. So tonight, I want to look at guarding our hearts. And with that, we'll be looking at something fresh in the month ahead. But in Proverbs 4, verse 23, we read these words. Depending on which translation you've got in front of you. But it says, uh, Proverbs, uh, Solomon's writing in Proverbs says, Guard your heart... It is the wellspring of life. I'm not sure which translation you might have, but it, it might, life springs forth from it, something like that, depending on the translation you've got in front of you. But guard your heart. It is the wellspring of life. And um, there's, a, there's a lot uh, that you know, Solomon, in all of his wisdom and in the wisdom of the Spirit of God speaking through him, there's something about the human heart, isn't there? Um, who said... Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It's just not true. When we take certain things to heart, they can really, really, really take us out, can't they? It might be some, some venomous things that have been said by you know, your, uh, a mother or a father or a friend or a, uh, um, 
someone close to you or, or um, a manager or somebody, or it might even be a pastor or someone in ministry or a Christian friend. Anyway, but the words can sometimes really get to us. We can take them to heart. You sometimes say, don't take that to heart. And, and it, it can really, really come like a flood and overwhelm you, can't it? And um, so it's not quite true that. And, and um, you know, what, what do you do when stuff gets to you? You know, when it becomes overwhelming, when life, you think it's too much, you know, I can't cope with this, uh, you know, it's always me. How come everyone else seems to do okay? The trouble with the social media age in which we now live, everyone takes a photo that sets up a great photo of a great day. You don't see what the rest of the day, that one second of a great day, the whole other 24 hours could have been awful. And so, you know, we're all looking at each other, looking at lives and thinking, am I the only one whose life is rubbish at times? And we can take things to heart. And... Um, no, we can look around and think everybody's great, I'm not, you know, um, it seems better for them. What do you do when it's stressful, when, it, when life becomes anxious and we just feel overwhelmed and, and, you know, we don't feel that we can cope with our heart. So again and again, we, you know, God talks about the heart in the Old Testament and the New Testament. And um, in, in Philippians, it talks there about coming and praying and God will guard our hearts with peace. The peace of God will guard your heart. Amazing, isn't it? Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stuff. So let's, let's have a look. And so I'm going to take a different take on this, because in the short time that we have, this isn't going to be a, a cure-all, an answer to all, but it'll be just a certain take on a, a way of maybe just putting a bit of a guard on our hearts. So the heart is such, really, an important place. And when, when we're speaking of the heart, we're, we're speaking in, from a biblical point of view. We're saying this this morning about my mind, my emotions, and my will. In the, in the Bible, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, when God speaks about the heart, he's speaking about the important flow of your life, which comes from your mind, emotions, and will. Guard your heart, because that's where life springs forth. And in my mind, my emotions, and then my will is getting things done, doing what I will or I won't do. And so this is incredibly important. Just as the human heart is incredibly pumping blood all around your body, making sure your internal organs are, 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 are oxygenated and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. I don't know any more than that. And um, so the mind, emotions, and will really oxygenates and, and uh, our lives and empowered by the Holy Spirit. So it's incredibly important. Some people commentating, uh, uh, someone commentating on life, and the state of the world said this, and, and you may have heard it said, and I've, I've heard this used a lot of times, but the heart of the matter is a matter of the heart. So important is attitude, thinking, our feeling, and the way we live, and how we live out our lives then, coming out of that. Um, and so God-empowered thinking, God-empowered heart, God-empowered mind, God-empowered feeling, it means leads to God-empowered living. And so it's incredibly important, and it is a matter of the heart, it really is a matter of the heart. So, incredibly important and uh, important to our health and well-being and your spiritual health and well-being. So, he then says, uh, in, in Solomon says, in all wisdom there, guard your heart. doesn't say lock the door and throw away the key because if we did that, we'd never be a human being. You can't lock the door of your heart and then throw away the key. Nothing gets in, nothing gets out. Thing, you know, we've got to let stuff in and we've got to let stuff out. This morning I spoke a little bit without giving anything away of somebody from a long, long place far away in a different, a different, a different area, in a different church, who said, I'd never trust a man again. They threw away the key. 
and they had terrible problems until Jesus began to heal their heart and they got married again and they lived an amazing life. So we're not talking about guarding a heart, locking the door and throwing the key, but putting a, um, a, more of a filter on your heart. Or a, another analogy could be this, and I want to just share some prayers, some prayers for your heart, some prayers that we can pray over our hearts and over our thinking and emotions and will that will act as a guard. And by a guard here, I'm talking about, I'm liking it to the old days when you had a, um, a coal fire. You might still have a coal fire or a log fire. You'd put a fire guard in front of it. So when bits of coal or, or wood spat out and went snap, it didn't land on your carpet and cause a hole. Um, but you would feel the heat. And so we need a filter. We need a guard where we can feel the heat of God's presence and the heat of love and interaction with other people. And yet the sparks don't spit out and hurt us. And so that's the talk, sort of guard that I'm, I was thinking of. And there's, there's um, just four things we can... Pr- well, not, not just four. This isn't another definitive list. But I, I want to just share four simple things that might act, might help act as a bit of a, a guard over our hearts to stop us the fiery darts, perhaps, um, and act as a bit of a guard. So, number one is delight. The first thing I want to just uh, say is, is a prayer of delight, to pray over our, our, and delight in God. The first uh, fire guard or, or guard over our hearts is, is, is to pray, um, whatever it takes, Lord, give me delight in you, you being the greatest treasure of my life. There's something about delighting and desiring and delighting in God. And um, in Psalm, it's not going to come up on the screen, but just a a couple of scriptures to to really look at this prayer of delight. Whatever it takes, Lord, give me delight in you so that you are the greatest treasure of my heart. Um, It says in Psalm 37 verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Isn't that interesting? Delight yourself in God and you'll have an amazing life. He'll give you the desires of your heart. There's there's something about praying, Lord, I just want to delight in you. I want you to be the very treasure of my life. That's where my heart's going to be. In uh, Matthew 6, verse 21, for where your treasure is, your heart will be also. You know, our hearts can be pulled in all sorts of directions. We can be addicted to certain substances and certain things, certain habits, certain thoughts, certain pain. And... um, to be tre- to treasure God is, is a, a guard of the heart. It, it acts as, um, I was speaking about this a, a few weeks ago, um, the difference between, we, we need devotion, emotion and devotion. You know, the joy and love of God, it's, it's, it's emotion, it's incredibly emotional, it's wonderful emotion of love and joy. But also we need to, devotion to kick in, because there become those moments when our emotions play havoc with us. And, do, and I'll have a bad, 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 bad day, week, or even year, and I'm, but I'm going to hold on to you. I, you, are gonna be, you, are my, you are my treasure. I've got to tell myself that today. But you are going to be my, my delight. And so that prayer, and, and bear, you know, bear in mind, it is going to be tough at times because our emotions will play havoc and we'll have amazing days. And when it's great, it's great. But when it's bad, it's really bad. A bit like the old grand old Duke of York. When he was up, he was up. When he was down, he was down. When he was only halfway up, he was neither up nor down. Our emotions can just pull us all over the place. It's great to love. It's great to have joy. I'm not knocking emotion. It's wonderful. And I want to know. But 
But in our worship of God, it's emotion and devotion. And devotion seems to take us to our destiny. I seem to feel that as I devote myself, treasure him, I get to the place that he wants me to get to. Destiny. When I talk about destiny, it's not this magic something or other on a fluffy cloud in front of me. Get to the place that God wants for you and me. And there's a place that God has for you and for me. Isn't that amazing? There is a place for you and a place for me that God has. That's a place of your destiny. And only you can follow your path. I can't follow it for you. And only I can follow mine. But there's a great and devotion takes us to the place of destiny. So to pray, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Whatever it takes, Lord, give me delight. I'm going to delight you. You're going to be my treasure. You know, so many people treasure. We tre- where, so where, wherever that treasure is, that's where your heart is. And so to treasure him. So we can have lots of things we enjoy. Lots of things we love doing. It's not wrong. I'm not talking about that, but that sense of delight. And to pray that. It can act as a guard. Acts as a filter of the heart. You know that fire guard? Let's the warmth of his presence. But keeps sometimes us from um, being spat at with a, uh, uh, a fiery ember, as it were. And the second thing is that there's just... Number two or four. And um, so you can see we're going to be moving on quite swiftly. Uh, Desire. So delight. Prayers of delight. Now, to pray, I desire to to seek God with our hearts and to pray whatever it takes, Lord. um, I want to align my desires, the desires of my heart with yours. Great prayer. Second second of our, they'll begin with D is this idea of desire. Whatever it takes, Lord, I align the desires of my heart with yours. It's interesting, amazing. In Matthew 6, verses 9 to 10, Jesus taught this in what we understand being termed the Lord's Prayer. Amazing. You know, it's one that is said again and again in churches throughout our land. But Jesus is talking about our desires. And he says this, um, Our Father in heaven... Pray this, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. May my will align with your will. May my desire align with your desires. That's the Lord's, in the Lord's Prayer. So Jesus was encouraging us to align up our hearts. It's the greatest thing that you and I can do. And this is why we spent some time this year looking at the heart and at my heart and our hearts. Um, and so with this area of desire to pray that prayer over my life, I, you know, not to be consumed by this world, but captivated by God. I, I don't know about you, but I can be consumed by the age in which I now live. Maybe you're not, but from time to time, there's stuff. Life is lots of stuff, lots of things to do, lots of things to get, lots of things to be done, lots of things to buy. Lots, you know, we can just be consumed by such a lot of stuff. And uh, so this idea of my will and my desire, but my, 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 I want to be captured, captivated by God. And that comes as we put that guard on our hearts, that, that prayer. There's, so to pray, that as in line with what Jesus prayed, let your will be done, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In, on earth, in me, in me, as it is in heaven. My desire to line up with the desire of God. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so it it can act as a counterbalance. Another analogy, a counterbalance of our hearts. 
or a fire guard to the heart. Or you might use another picture, a filter. So that what stuff that comes my way that's just going to grab my heart, it'll be filtered out if I'm captured, captivated by him. I'm going to say I'm going to walk around with my head in the clouds. I'm not living in this world. I don't have things. I, my heart, don't give my heart to certain other things in life. Of course, but it's where, what, where am I captivated? Who captivated? Where am I captured? That's got to be the key to my life and your life. That's why Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be given you. So things aren't wrong, the stuff of life, but the capture, the heart, first of all, with him. And so it will get the priority of my life right. It's, it's simple, but challenging and powerful. Guard to the heart, to the mind, the emotions, and then my will. That's what we're talking about here. So um, our desire, so our delight, so it's, this is, whatever it takes, Lord, give me delight in you. May you be the greatest treasure of my heart. Desire, whatever it takes, Lord, my prayer is, Lord, align my desires with uh, your heart and desire. Number three, um, that we can, um, dependence, dependence on God. There's this idea of delight, desire, and dependence. Dependence does something good for the heart. Uh, I was saying this morning, we live in such an independent age. Human nature, sin, sin is turning man and women, uh, mankind, turning their back on God and saying, I can do it myself, don't need you. And it gets to the point then when you say, I don't need you, then I don't believe you, then you don't exist. And then we become anti-atheistic. And there's the the fall. And um, so dependence and acknowledgement that I need you, God, without you. And this is a, a, a guard for my heart, because I don't know about you. Uh, whatever it takes, Lord, increase my awareness of my dependence on you is a prayer. Make that a prayer this year as a guard for your heart so that you can pray dependence. Whatever it takes, Lord, maybe you're screaming out right now, hurting and don't know which way to turn Then, as we're turning to him. And um, Jesus said in John 15, you may know it very well, John chapter 15, verse 5, I am the vine, said Jesus, and you people are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in them uh, He will bear much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. It's come to me again and again, this verse. has been very liberating and helped me. um, Actually, it's helped me as a a person, a Christian, and sometimes as a Christian leader, not really crack up. Because there's been a lot of stuff that's come my way over the years that I thought, I don't know if I could handle this. You know, I would say this, there are things that you and I cannot do. There's just some stuff that we cannot do. We think today we can do everything. I mean, human beings are very ingenious. We're created in the image of God. But there's some stuff that you and I can't do. We weren't meant to do it. And we put ourselves under too much pressure. This has been a great liberty to me to understand that there's just stuff I can't do, God. And I'm not being defeatist. I just need you. This, to me, has been the greatest liberty. And in... um, what is it now? So 35 years a Christian. So 35 years a Christian, the last couple of years, even more so, this has been my greatest liberty. Not being defeatist, but, but, but just coming in faith saying, I need you. I need you. It's really helped my heart. I would have been dragged down so much. Heavy heart. Not, I've just given up. 
Given up, given up a long time ago. And um, I am the vine, you're the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. You know, there are things that we, I just can't do. I'm going to say this to you. There are some things only he can carry. Some of you are carrying stuff that's not meant to be carried. There's stuff I can't carry. And that's not being lack of faith. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I absolutely believe that. But there's some stuff that I am not meant to carry. And some of us are carrying stuff and carrying things and carrying feelings and carrying thoughts. And, 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 and sometimes we do stuff that we just shouldn't be doing. Only he can. He can. I'm not saying don't do anything. Only he can. It's fantastic liberty to know that he can. And uh, maybe you tonight are in that place. It will really guard your heart. I'm not saying I just sit there and say, oh, you, you do it all, Lord, I can't do that. Oh, I'm just going to sit around all day and you do it. I mean, it's not the case. But there's stuff that's put on us and you'll put on yourself and people will put on you. There really is. And we weren't. It's him. And this is why Jesus said, apart from me, isn't this great that he could say this? Apart from me, you can do nothing. Gosh, get a group of pastors together, male or female, no matter what, and we all think that it's up to us. It's all down to us. You know, we're the ones. It's, it's just not. It's not. It's not. We play our part. We play our part in the grand scheme of life. But it's him. It's all about him. You know, we sing great songs, don't we? It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus. And, it, it, and it's not. We carry on as if it's not. Because we, with unbelief, we carry on with our lives. Carrying, doing, making decisions. And, uh, and as Christians, we, we, we're sometimes the worst at this. And so, dependence. Whatever it takes, Lord, increase my awareness of my dependence on you. And so that my everything, so that I live continually f- trusting you. Faith in you. Faith in you. And, you know, t- tonight... Um, maybe that's, you know, another third guard, prayer guard for your heart. You know, as I said in Philippians, um, Paul says, whatever you do, if you're anxious, with prayer, petition and thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God will guard your heart. And prayers, so these are some prayers. So delight, prayer of delight, prayers of desire, prayers of dependence. And finally, final one, there's, there's probably lots more, but I, I didn't want to. A bit simple, so just a few is, is just enough that I can handle, really. Discernment. Prayer of discernment. You know, for you and I, whatever it takes, Lord, teach me to discern good from evil. Uh, just teach me discernment, Lord. Help me discern. You know, uh, there is a greater picture to life. Sometimes in church life, I don't know, about, and, and I, I know what I'm like, it, 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 it I, I might see this, and that is everything. But there's just a bigger God picture outside of it. Sometimes in life, it's like the tip of the iceberg. You see, you know, when the Titanic struck an iceberg, there was so much underneath. There was this little tip at the top, and, and the thing struck. And, and like in life, for you and I, there's so much more in life. And we need discernment. You know, sometimes it's amazing. Do you know, there are two sides to every story. When I meet some Christians, and they say, well, I've heard this, and I've heard that, and this is wrong, and that's wrong, and, I, and I'll say... Is there two sides to the story? Is there a bigger picture here? I'm shocked uh, as people sometimes just fall for certain things really quickly. We, and, and so our hearts can be overwhelmed. Have you heard this? Do you know that? Oh, this is wrong. Have you heard about this in their life? And I would say, well, have you, 
Are you you using discernment? Is there a bigger picture to this? Is there a God picture? Is this the tip of the iceberg? People look at me as if I'm a bit odd. And uh, because there's two sides to the story. Uh, There's a bigger picture here. And so sometimes in our lives we can form for stuff. You know, the the devil appears as an angel of light. A roaring lion ready to devour. An angel of light. So we need discernment. In other words, being able to see and hear and feel. And when you're hurting, it's hard. That's why it's great to have great people around us, to be part of a group of friends that can speak into our hearts and lives. Because sometimes I don't see. I just don't see. But to pray this prayer, whatever it takes, Lord, teach me to discern. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14, we read these words, depending on your translation, but solid food is for the mature, for those that have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Distinguishing good from evil through the power of discernment. There's gifts of discernment, I understand that, spiritual gift. But also as a Christian with the Holy Spirit in our hearts and lives, there's a sense of discernment. Solomon prayed for wisdom. There's a sense of discernment, knowing what to do, when to do it, how to do it, the right time to do it. Solomon had the sense of discernment. It's an amazing thing to pray. And I tell you what, it will be a great guard for your heart. We'll be overwhelmed by stuff. You know, today they talk about fake news. You can see, you, you, any, anybody can, with a bit of software, put something on the internet, and it's incredibly convincing. <laughs> I'm very careful, uh, I'll probably go and do something stupid now, but I'm careful with things like Facebook and Twitter not to retweet or, 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 or redo a piece of news. Uh, a, a, a Christian guy I knew, um, not, not from here, so you're all, we're all all right, but this is someone in Scotland, uh, re-put on Facebook a piece of news about Brexit. And uh, some friends of his were saying, it was a big, big, long article. And some friends very quickly, within five minutes, were saying, I think, I won't say his name, you you wouldn't know him anyway, but it's up in the Highlands somewhere. And some friends said straight away, I think this is a bit of fake news, you better check this out, check that out. An hour later, he'd put back on it, sorry everybody, this this isn't right at all. I'm not saying you shouldn't go on Facebook, I'm just saying, we need discernment. And this is is an amazing Christian man. I'm not speaking about him in a bad way, it's just a, a picture for life. It's a simple picture of life. And so, you know, for the heart, to guard our hearts. What's going on? What's happening now? Why is this going on? What's, we can see discernment isn't just when, when, thing, when, when things are good. We need to be able to see what's going on. When, when, when life around us seems to be falling apart, where are you, God, in this? To reveal himself. It's interesting. It's, uh, the, the verse that says, where there is no vision, the people perish. The actual translation to that means where there is no revelation of God. People cast off restraint, do what they like. So we need to see God. In other words, the the translation there, it is about vision. But it's not just having a vision of building a new building and doing this. It's a revelation of God, seeing God in our lives at this time, this moment, right now. And so I need discernment. I need to see God now. And so for your marriage and family and our home and our lives and our church today, uh, it, it will really guard your heart. And I've found from time to time, that I need people around me to speak into my life because I don't see it, because I'm hurting or I'm exhausted and I'm tripping up right now. So, so as we sort of, sort of round up and we're just going to just uh, conclude by uh, sort of praying together and sing, worshiping together and bringing our hearts before God. So let's um, 
pray, uh, prayers of d- uh, delight, making him our greatest treasure. Desire, whatever it takes, Lord. I want to align my desires with your desire and your heart. It will guard our hearts. Dependence, you know, apart from me, you can do nothing, said Jesus. So, so I, I want to increase my awareness that I'm, I want to depend on you. And, and discernment, there's two sides to this. There, you know, all that glitters isn't gold. You know, there's a bigger picture here. And, and I, ne- I need to better see what to see, to see you. I need to see you in my life and in, in my home. and in, I need to be aware of you now. That's what it means to discern and to see in our hearts and lives. And, and I'm not saying this is a cure-all, but that maybe some of these things will help us. You have to be intentional about that. Solomon said, guard your heart. That make, takes intention. We've got to do something about that. And maybe some of these things, as we seek God's face and worship him in the spirit of holiness... These, he will put a guard. These things will just put a filter on our hearts, our minds, our emotions, and our wills. And so that we will grow strong in him and weather the storm and live for his glory. That's what our desire is. Let's pray. Lord, we want to live for your glory. So would you see our hearts tonight? King David said, search me, O God. Search me. Father God, see us. See our hearts. You know, for some of us, we're, we're, we're bruised, we're exhausted. Uh, some of us are very happy and on, a, on the crest of a wave. Um, but we, we just bring you our lives and bring you our hearts. And we say, Father God, search us. I give you my heart. I give you my life. I give you my way. I just want to delight in you. My desires to line up with your desire I acknowledge that I need you, I depend on you, and I want to see you, discern, and see, see you in the midst of my situation. I pray tonight, Father God, for people who are hurting, that they might see you right now, in their family and at home, in the midst of their situation. Just as the prophet, in his depression, said, take my life. And it was not through the thunder, not through the rocks being cracked in two, and through the lightning and the storm and the earthquake, but in a gentle voice that you revealed yourself. That's discernment. And so would you show yourself as we give you our hearts. We give you our hearts in the name of Jesus. So let's do that tonight as we sing. Let's give him our hearts. Wherever you're at right now, Whatever worries you, whatever is captivating you, capturing you. If we need to see him at this moment, let's give him our hearts. So while we were worshipping earlier on this evening, I felt the words flood my mind. Why are you so downcast, my soul? Why are you downcast, oh my soul? And then the words, this isn't, this isn't a, translation, a, a translation, but look to me, look to me, look to me. You know, and then Jordan spoke some words tonight about reaching out to him. I just feel tonight for someone, for someone very downcast tonight. Maybe someone said something to you or you're very upset or hurt. I don't know. And it's easy to say that, but why are you downcast Look to me. Look to me. I'll pick you up. I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to pick you up. 
And if that's you, whoever that is, as we worship, give him your heart, look to him, and he's going to pick you up. He really is. He really is going to pick you up. Should we stand together and give him our hearts and worship him in these next few moments?